welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Bloomer. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. This is a very special episode of Roach Coach, as we are not in the Indigo basement. No. We are not communicating through internet Skype. We are all in the same room together. We are in Nashville recuperating at the end of a long day of the uh, Rock and Pot Expo. We are in Jenny's hotel room. We have commandeered it. We moved furniture around. That's right. To bring you this special episode all about corn issues. We're doing it for you. We're doing it for you. For you. Now, of, uh, of course, everybody who's been listening for a while knows that uh, we were expecting to have in this episode uh, an interview with uh, Brian Head Welch. Unfortunately, that did not come to pass because the unfortunateness, the unfortunateness uh, with uh, Jonathan Davis's wife. You know, the coach sends it out. Well, I don't know what else to do. I don't. I'm not good with this stuff. It makes me feel weird. I think it's a tragedy, uh, and I hope that the Corn family. Uh, is taking care of themselves, that Davis family is taking care of themselves, and it wasn't a question that had absolutely should be there. Um, those guys are his brothers, his family. He needs to take care of that. So, And we were sad to miss him, but hopefully we'll be able to connect with him again. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, so know who's tweeting today, but we do have a little bit of who's reminiscing about today at Brock and Pod. Jenny? Just real quick, just any moment that you're just like, I'm going to take this with me forever. Uh, talking to, to Toby Wright was amazing. Uh, came on the heels of, <laughs> well, <laughs> if, if you've listened to the, the live. So, yeah. Uh, so, after that story, we thought we were done, though. We thought. We thought we were done, It was tough. But then, like a beautiful angel. Toby, Toby. Wright. Yeah. He was just so nice and thoughtful, and we forgot to take a picture with him, and we tracked him down a little bit later, and he was just very gracious, took a photo with us, was joking around, and he was just a really kind, humble person, and that was that was super great to meet him. Indeed, indeed. Matt Nas? Uh, two moments. How uncomfortable we all were during that story. There is a picture of us where all of our faces are like different shades of oh my oh yeah like remorseful angry <laughs> uncomfortable i think those those are the three stages that we go through yeah i had a pretty hard side eye and yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah your face was straight up dunzo um but i have to say that tom came in like a new metal Manna from heaven. Like he came in. Mm -hmm. This is um, Tom. Why am I blanking on his last name? Just call him Tom. Perfect. (laughs) You guys, it's late. We waited two hours to get chicken. (sighs) It's a a whole thing. Listen, just ride. We're always taking a ride with these bands. Take a ride with us right now. Tom sat down and started telling street team stories. And he gave us the scooter story of from last week. Oh, yes. And when he said that, Jenny's eyes danced with delight. Well, because I thought I was totally boned because he had a cold tattoo on his goddamn hand. 
And then Lauren's like, Jenny doesn't like cold. It's like being, he's, Lauren was tattling his ass. I, I was. was. I you was, were, because you I, did it with Toby Wright. I did too. it too. I was I was just stirring up shit. Well, you, you threw both of us under the bus with that. But with a cold one, in particular, Jenny has but it, been But it vocal. turned out. It turned out great. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, how about uh, you? How about you, Lauren? For me, uh, something that actually isn't uh, recorded, um, but we got to sit down uh, with um, a woman for Decibel Geek who kind of sort of interviewed us and talked to us about the show. Her and name was Jennifer. Jennifer. And uh, it was just very nice to talk to her and just, you know, she's just sort of asking us the origins of the show and, and you know, everything about it. And it was, uh, it was just and fun to chat with her. Yeah, what do we think of podcasts? Do we think that podcast as a medium is good? Like, it wasn't just powder puff questions. It was mm-hmm. just like, you guys are doing this, but is there a future in it? Yeah. And I was like, eh, that's a great question. Yeah. So, um, and then meeting uh, Josh and the guys over at Discography Discussion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, Kenny Olson. Kenny fucking Olson. Yeah, Kenny Ken- Olson, who I believe is all our new best friends. Yeah. He might be our new dads. I don't know. I mean, he wouldn't tell us how old he was. That's true. Um, but he did give us his cell phone number. We all have a cell phone number. I have him saved in my phone as Kenny Olson. And then for um, company, I put in uh, Twisted Brown Trucker Band. So that's in my phone. Uh, yeah. Um, that's it for Who's Reminiscing. Who's Reminiscing. Uh, yeah. But keep on tweeting, Facebooking. <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. Oh, I loved it. Oh, it's good. <laughs> we uh, are. <laughs> uh, but keep on tweeting, Facebooking. Email us, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, get everything Roach Coach at roachcoach.com. That's right. Every single episode of Roach Coach can be found at roachcoach.com. We did it, baby. We did it. The album of the week, Corn Issues. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album was released on November 15th, 1999. Whoa. Yeah. For some reason, I thought this came out way later. Me too. I would have put this in 2000, 2001 in my my memory, but that had to have been, had to have been untouchables then. That's the funny thing. Corn drops this in the thick of it. Then they release nothing for two years. 2000, nothing. 2001, nothing. Then they drop Untouchables 2002. That's quite a break for these guys. Because they, they were, yeah. I mean, I mean, think about it. This is a year and change after Follow the Leader. Which is insane. So they turned this around real fucking quick. Um, Jenny, for someone somewhere who doesn't know who is in corn on this album. Oh, on this album, we have Jonathan Davis. On vocals, bagpipes, additional drums, and programming. Fieldy on bass and programming. Monkey on rhythm and lead guitars. Head on lead and rhythm guitars. And David Silvera on drums. And I cannot read off the names in this band without thinking of Craig Gass boning people now. <laughs> you just got it forever. That's just your gift. That's our life now. Aye, aye, aye. Producer on this record... Brendan O'Brien. Oh. Brendan O'Brien, famously, Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. Rage Against the Machine, a little uh, underground indie artist you may have heard of, Bruce Springsteen. Never oh, he's an her. up and comer. I hear people are into him. I hear he sometimes will play. I heard he played a four hour show like that normally. And uh, that's too long. I'm just going to yeah. put that out there. 
Like people I love, I don't want to see do a four hour show. Not if you're a steamboat. That's what. <laughs> is that, oh, is that what they're called? <laughs> they're called they steamboats. They are now. <laughs> oh wow. Boats. Okay. Well, oh, I cannot you can wait. have that one for free, everybody. <laughs> I cannot wait to be this Bruce Springsteen fan and be like, oh, so you're a steamboat. Oh. How long have you been steamboating? <laughs> My whole life, bro. Oh, man. How do you feel about a f- four hours of steamboating? Oh, just to start. Just to start? Toot, toot. Let's go. <laughs> Ready. I got a... F- American uh, flag bandana in my back pocket. Oh, man. Do it cover to cover. <laughs> Ready to go. Oh, man. Um, and uh, Jenny, any history with issues? Um, yeah, this album. Uh, I remember the contest to draw the art for it. I remember the winners of the submissions for the art. I remember all the different covers. Uh, obviously, I knew all the songs that were on the radio. <laughs> We lost something. I don't know what it was. Yeah, it was the CD player uh, alarm, oh, the alarm clock. Oh, we have a CD it's player. It's a CD player? We, we could put the CD in it for once. Yeah, we, this is a real uh, rogue situation. Listen, here. things. things <laughs> we're playing fast and loose tonight. <laughs> things are so out of hand, you guys. We're like. We oh. literally waited two hours for chicken. We Yeah. We almost didn't do this episode. And then Matt got some extra spicy chicken and it reignited him and he said, We're doing it. We're doing this corner. And I said, fine, but I'm taking my jeans <laughs> off and I'm not wearing my socks. My feet smell bad. Deal Sorry. with it, boys. So anyway, yes, I remember this record. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember thinking that the one, I remember the one, so the cover that Lauren has is the one that is the most uh, absolutely like 2000s, 1999. It looks sort of like Invader Zim or something or whatever yeah. that It really has called. that style, yeah. Um, and I remember thinking that was definitely the coolest one. Um, and the one that won is like a little rag doll. And I thought that one was stupid. Yeah, I thought that one was stupid at the time. And um, I'm sorry, did you have more? That's it. That's it. Um, yeah, I remember thinking that one was stupid at the time and thinking that this one was super cool, which is uh, why I got it. I remember um, I picked it up. This was uh, not a day of purchase. This was the Friday because I got paid from old Mickey D's on Friday and raced on over to Harmony House um, and uh, picked this up. I believe it was, um, I don't know why I went to Harmony House. Maybe I had a coupon or something from an entertainment book or something like that. And uh, yeah, I picked it up for, I believe, like 13 bucks, um, which is pretty good for Harmony House if you if you know, you know 1999 uh, wholesale prices. And uh, I remember they had all the covers. So I had my pick, and I was like, Mm-mm. "Now I got to get this one where they're all stitch work, insane asylum people." That's my pick. What are your thoughts? I mean, so the other cover is basically um, was that a vigil for a bunch of stick figure line drawings? So those are supposed to be dead kids, and then the second place one, I believe this is the second place one, is. Um, uh, what looks to be a young girl in bed and then there's a silhouette a menacing silhouette standing behind her in a doorway which um really just running the gamut you guys of what they were interested in when they were picking these finals um but yeah i got this record and uh at the at that time and i loved it then and i went to uh, see them that uh spring and the sick and twisted tour promoting this album 
and Stained opened up for them, along with um, your favorite band, Matt, Mindless Self-Indulgence. Oh, yes. Hello. Mindless Self-Indulgence, Stained, Corn. Oh, and then in between each set was uh, Spike and Mike's Twisted Animation. Oh, yeah. But I had seats on the side of the venue, so I could not see the screens at all. So we just heard everything and then heard people go, ah, for every in between every band. And the strangest part, which I feel like I've talked about in this show before, but maybe, I don't know. Um, Stain, you know, came out, did their whole set. And then Corn comes out. They did a bunch of songs. Then they go backstage. Fieldy shows up on the big screen and says, yo, we just like broke a world record for like loudest moment. And we're like, wait, what happened? And it was very confusing. And then he's like, here's our boy Stain again. Then Stain come out, do a Corn song. Something from the first album. I can't remember right now. Need to. They didn't need to. Mm. And we're like, what is happening? Why is why is Stained doing a corn song in the middle of Corn's concert? And then Corn comes back out and they played some more. It was very unusual. Um and, and they did not have David. David was out, so they had Faith No More's drummer. And I went to school the next day and I had my new corn shirt that I bought, which actually had the stitch work drawing on it i guess i thought it was at that point i thought it was cool enough to get the shirt of it and uh i remember thinking i just went to see corn last night people are gonna be impressed no not really and uh that is too bad (laughs) and um yeah i wore my shirt to school and but i ran into some other kids that were there and uh the guy's like it was pretty good except that drummer totally fucked up blind totally fucked it up didn't get it right and i was like he's in faith no more it doesn't matter He's no David. I was like, Jesus. Mm. Kids these days. Matt, history with issues? Uh, I never bought the record. As longtime listeners know, I was listening to TRL in 1999, or watching it on MTV as it actually appeared. So I saw the Make Me Bad video. I saw the... Falling Away From falling Me. Falling Away From Me. Didn't Fred Durst direct that Fred one? Fred Durst did indeed direct that video. Yeah, so I'm pretty familiar with it. Uh, Mindless Self-Indulgence did some remixes for them, so I had those because I was a huge Mindless Self-Indulgence fan. But never saw them live and never bought the record. All right. Anything else you want to add, Jenny, before we dive into this? Oh, genre tags. Got to talk about them, genre tags. Yep. New metal, alternative metal. All right, let's hop in. Our first track is called Dead. Seems like this one is an interlude. Yep. Yep. We'll intro. Jonathan plays the drums on this song, which you'll find is a running theme through this album. Is Jonathan for some reason is like David? Get off the kit. Give me them sticks. Um, it's a dark start. Um, a moody start, you might say. Sounds fairly mature for the band. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Jenny, thoughts on Dead? Uh, I was like, how many of these? 
It's but it's better. It's better than I would normally expect. It's 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 definitely moody. I agree. I am. I'm just wary of a lot of interludes. That's all. True. What do you uh, think? Um, I uh, I always am like a little thrown when a band like decides to like be slow. That like a, no, a notoriously aggressive band to be slow up top because I'm always like something bananas has to happen soon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which we'll get to. Got to talk about a little website called songmeanings.com. They showed the fuck up for this album. They showed the fuck up. 20 comments for this minute long song. Do you have any favorites, Jenny? Uh, I'm, I'm getting over there now. So you go for it. All right. So corn fucker six, six, six. Um, sorry, corn underscore fucker six 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 said short, sweet, and to the point. Love it. I'm like, okay, strong start. Then this person's name, it's it's a mess. It's like, uh, oh, it's it's ragged soul, but like every other letter is capitalized. It says, well, I haven't heard this song, but just reading the comments and the lyrics, it seems real emotional. And well, I'm a big corn fan. Obviously not the biggest because I haven't heard the song, but I think I know their type of music. And JD, you rock. There you go. Wow, that is the most junior high comment I think I've read in a long time. <laughs> I, I love that they were just like, I gotta, I gotta put this out there. I gotta. And I also like, you know, admitting I'm a big corn fan, but obviously not the biggest, because I haven't heard the song. But I had a comment. You know what? Transparency is important to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, up next, we've got Falling Away From Me. Starts. I think we get another verse. It's probably like in like 30 seconds. Jenny, thoughts on falling away from me? Uh, well... In a rare turn of events, I like this song better now than I did when I was a teenager. Wow. I hated this song when I was a teenager. Mm. I was like, this is stupid. Hmm. That was pretty much it. That was it? I just, I think I was so busy. By the time this came out, I was like too cool for it. Mm. Um, it was like just when I decided I was too cool for it, pretty much. Oh wow! So, um, 
Yeah, but listening to it now, um, I think it's I think it's a pretty good song. I think that uh, Jonathan's vocals sound good. I think it sounds heavy. Um, it doesn't get too whiny. No, it's more moody than whiny, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I enjoyed it. Lauren, what do you think? Um, I was into this song when this came out. I was like, "Let's fucking go!" Got this video. Fred Durst directed it. I'm like, "You're, you're speaking my language, Corn. You're doing it right." And then they showed up on South Park with this, and this was deep when I was deep in South Park. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was a high school student. Like, of course, of course, I'm deep in South Park. So they showed up on South Park hilarious they do this song on south park um now there's nothing in the lyrics on song meanings on whether or not when he yells at 306 is he saying burn or am i once again a fool for almost 20 years well i don't know let's take a listen and see it's falling away from me Life's falling away from me. It kind of sounds like he goes falling. <laughs> 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 Gotta go. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> falling. Falling. Burn. <laughs> in a shocking turn of events, yeah. Songmeanings.com in the lyrics did not have that transcribed and in the comments it's a lot of back and forth about whether it is about abuse or suicide or sex because that always happens Mm -hmm. and how and also it's the best corn song they've ever heard that's like a common theme this this is like i think this song is about abuse best corn song i've ever heard this song is about sex best song i've ever heard so is this the best song you've ever heard this is my favorite corn song. <gasps> oh. Whoa. I, I'm going to say it for the second time in the podcast, so get those shots up. Longtime listeners will know that I have not been a fan of corn. The first record was real rough for me. Mm-hmm. The drop and blind is legendary. Nobody can take anything away from it. Everything else up until Follow the Leader left me cold. Uh, Follow the Leader had a couple of songs that I was like, yeah, I'm in. And then the rest of the album, I was like, I'm out. But this song for me was a real like I felt like boy, they are making solid, well crafted songs. This is and some people would be like, this is when corn started to suck. So, you know, obviously people are gonna have real different takes on this. Always gonna be some haters. Well, you know, if you go from the first record to this the mood is still dark, but it doesn't sound the same. That first corn record is so stringy. Yeah, like it just that record is so hard to even explain. The guitar playing on it, it's like it's going against itself. It sounds like it's about to collapse on itself. And this is a pop song. They figured out, I think, I mean, with this one, they, they definitely figured out their songcraft and their songwriting, I think. Um, as I mean, can we talk a minute about the seven-string stylings okay. of Monkey and We, we got to talk about the fact that Corn and Monkey use seven-string guitars. Um, we have been yelled at about this in the past, so we are talking about it now. Jenny, thoughts on seven-string guitars being held by Monkey and Head? They are... I don't know how to say this. 
being used. Yeah, right. And we can hear the noise. Fieldy has a fifth string on his bass. Right. Normally, bass guitars are four strings. Okay. So so they all have at least one more string than usual. That means that they can go lower or higher than a lot of other bands. Right. Giving you what I like to call dynamics. Mm. (laughs) And. And uh, and yeah and uh, I mean I mean maybe this is also why on this album Jonathan was like I'm gonna play drums a little bit. He actually has three extra vocal cords. Oh, does he now? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's because David has seven toms. Seven toms. Yep. Um. Yep. And he's got this extra hand that just comes up just to hit like a triangle every now and again. <laughs> It's under his blonde wig. Under his blonde, under, it's under those frosted tips. Yeah, you think it's a tip until you see <laughs> so it's the, the little hatch open up, yeah. an extra hand come out. Triangle. Um, I am sure that I don't. I'm not the right person to be like. It's a seven string guitar, and I'll be like, oh, are there? There. Are, okay. Um, but heck, this album sounds great. Yep. So you got Brendan behind the boards. That's right. Doing it again. <laughs> the boy did it again. Boys are back. <laughs> All right. We are spiraling. Let's keep going <laughs> yep. through this. Uh, up next, we've got trash. Oh, this is Snake Arm shit right here. Yeah, it is, baby. Whoa, Prowlar did yeah. not see you hiding under this hotel room bed. Yeah, I've, uh, I snuck in here. It is hot as hell outside. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Nobody told me that Nashville is a thousand degrees. Yeah. Bring shorts. Oh, you listen to corn, huh? <laughs> you oh, yeah, know yeah. it. It's a new metal podcast, Prowlar. Oh, I didn't like that part. See you later. This is a Queen of the Damned song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This, this is, is a, a vampire like, Lestat Something song. when it's like, yeah, it's the one where it's like feeding, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's really good impression. That is a really good. <laughs> You'll yeah. know what song I'm talking about. <laughs> um, why does Jonathan Davis insist on constantly saying rape? It's, um, yeah, it's not great. At the same time, in my notes, this chorus is hot as fuck. It's good. That's why he reused it when he was doing Queen of the Dance. He's like, Trash is a really good song. Why not reuse it for this movie about the Queen of the Damned and the Vampire Lestat? JD on drums on this song as well. He's not just on the interludes. He's on actual rocking tracks. He's like, David... Go frost them tips. I'm gonna I'm gonna get behind this this uh this good old kit. Hey, David. Yeah, yeah. J- Jonathan, are you uh even gonna attempt to grow your hair longer than it is right now? I mean, 
I mean, maybe later. I mean, right now I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm going with the spiky thing. Oh, okay. Why don't you uh, go outside? Well, don't, you, don't you want me to drop Why my... Why don't you my, uh, go outside? Oh, okay. okay. All right. Fieldy, lock the door. Oh, no. Is it's, that five strings on the bass? Oh, ah! It's locked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's next? Um, uh, Hold on real quick. Um, From songmeetings.com, apparently the song is about having sex with groupies while in a relationship and basically how it makes him feel terrible. Oh, well... I mean, Jonathan. Jonathan. Um, There's a story that you might be interested in. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> oh no, 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 Matt, no, never again, never again. Um, uh, I liked that song though. Anyway, uh, up next we've got for you. This seems like another interstitial. It's another interlude. Once again, this simple tap and click of these drums. Who's holding the sticks? Who's holding them sticks? I haven't unlocked the door yet. Let me in. No. Sorry, David. Let Johnny D's gotta play. Let me in. No. I'm the drummer in this band. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> At least three more albums. <laughs> Maybe four. I can't remember how bad. All right. So we've got that interlude, that sweet, sweet interlude. Mm-hmm. It's a song for the fans. Yeah. And I, I do have one, because SawMeetings.com, 40 comments on this motherfucker. And one comment from commenter, his name is Cacophony underscore Alex. If you just don't know what this song is about, I hit you. The words are self-explanatory, just like all of issues. John put a lot of thought into this song and emotion. God equals corn bows down before God. Wow. Okay. There it is. There it is. We've learned that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, now that we have that information. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Minnesota mom? Oh, well, I guess it's just that um, now apparently uh, corn is God. Well, oh. I don't see uh, Jonathan Davis hanging from the cross in our living room. Do you? Uh, m- mom, mom, I'm just saying I like the band. Okay. I mean, I mean oh, I'm God. not cacophony no, Alex. I saw, I saw Alex. I saw what you wrote. That's mom, fine. Mom, when did you get a song meanings co- account? Oh, as soon as I saw you had a song meanings on your computer. Mom, that's when. Stay off, stay off my computer. I won't. I can't. We only have one computer in this house, Alex. Mom, I, I'm going to move out. Go ahead. Go live in the bushes with your friend. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm going to move in the prowler, I swear to God. Okay. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to, I'm going to Michigan. <laughs> well, have fun in Michigan, Alex. The All right. All right. Up next, we've got Beg For Me. Did somebody order something funky? Oh, no. Oh, my God. Who the fuck are you? (laughs) (laughs) And he was never seen again. (laughs) Sorry, did I just kill a new character that had a lot of potential? (laughs) That was Funky Ken. Funky Ken? Yeah. Everyone is the T-Mobile store down the street from my house. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, man, all I wanted to do was talk about something funky. <laughs> Everyone is 
You gotta get the fuck out of here, Ken. That's how he convinced me to switch carriers. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he was able to convince you of anything. No, man. You're playing too much for your mobile play. I have unlimited data, Funky Ken. Just get, get the fuck out of my face. Is it unlimited or do they throttle you, <laughs> baby? God damn it, Ken. I hate you so much, even though you're offering me a deal. Hey, this corn song's pretty good. <laughs> Somebody order something funky. <laughs> Get out of here, Ken. <laughs> um. Oh my God. Yeah, Ken just he uh, he climbed in my carry on when I wasn't looking. Jeez, Jenny, been, you gotta check your he's luggage. He's been hiding. He was hiding in my shoe earlier. I don't oh know. Oh my God. He can get real little and then get big again. <laughs> <laughs> Funky Ken never leaves you. <laughs> so goddamn slap heavy. I'm laughing so hard at. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, so Matt. Funky. Well, Matt recovers. Let's talk a little bit about Beg For Me, which you might have caught underneath that incredible <laughs> character introduction. Uh, Jenny, what are your thoughts on Beg For Me? Um, I do agree it starts off a little funky, which I thought was weird. Um, but uh, overall, I liked it. Uh, I think I just really like the way this album is produced. I think it sounds really good. Um, I can totally understand why people were like, this is when corn started to suck. Because it is more poppy, but I think that's why I like it. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, uh, this one, I love the uh, military marching drum done by David on this one. Thank God. Thank you, David. It's got a sturdy, crunchy rift. Rift. Riff. You know what I mean. Um, dealing with depression and getting over it on stage. Although it seems kind of antagonistic after For You. Yeah. Since For You was like, we're doing this all for you. And then it's up there. It's like... God damn, you say you get up with me. It's like almost like like he's like, I do it all for you. And then he's like, they're doing the song. And he's like, why aren't you standing? I'm up here bearing it all for you. Um, which at the same time, though, I mean, I mean, I can definitely see that. You know, you're out there. You're proving it all to your fans. You give them this album and they're like, too poppy. What are you doing? Yeah. You got seven fucking strings and you give me this. Actually, 14. 14 strings. Yeah. Oh. Seven for head, seven for monkey. Wow. Yeah. A lot of strings. A lot of strings. Uh, songmeanings.com commenter, goddamn. Great name. Uh, said, Beg for Me is more of an angry thing because the whole thing for Beg for Me is the crowd. The only time I was good on tour. Oh, this is a Jonathan Davis quote. I'm sorry. Uh, the only time I was good on tour was when I was walked up on stage, and that's what the song is about. Feeling wanted is something, one thing I've always needed. I was shuffled around so much when I was a kid. Being up on stage was the only point and the only time when my anxiety would go away for an hour. Wow. So, wow, he's really working there it out. There you go. From the mouth of the man. The mouth of the man himself. From one of his three vocal guards, he delivered that quote. That's right. He's got a lot. Mm -hmm. All right. Up next, we've got Make Me Bad.
Jenny, thoughts on Make Me Bad? Um, I don't love this song. It's, I, I don't know. There's, I hate the verses on this song. That I am gonna never worked for me. Yeah, I love the way the bass sounds on this track, though. Five strings. <laughs> I know, that fifth string. Fieldy doing it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? I, uh, I love this song. Uh, this is the second single. I love the riff. Uh, it is wild to think about, like when I saw when I saw Corn do this, uh, you know, play this in two thousand. I'm a high school, high school boy. Don't know why I did that accent. Sorry. High school boy. High school boy. Uh, I don't want your life. I don't want your life. I just want to go see Corn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Easy varsity blues. Um, and I remember they played this song, and I lost my shit and i remember screaming like screaming along with the chorus and looking at the chorus now going like talk about like singing about something you have no concept of like at all it was it's just funny to me now also i feel like this chorus is in the pocket like 100 percent. it's my favorite part of the song yeah but i don't mind the creepy i mean honestly i got a little bit of a queen of the damn vibe oh the, yeah that. Knowing that this is, I, I guess I never really thought about how this album itself sounds compared to some of the other albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is very Queen of the Damned. Well, wait, he does this. They don't put an album out for two years, but he, Queen of the Damned soundtracks in between, right? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Queen of the Damned drops early 2002 before Untouchables. Whoa. Well, there it is. We now we know where he was. <laughs> Is, is, is that Jonathan Davis's mom asking yeah. where he is? Yeah. Minnesota mom is back. Okay, well, you know, we were looking for Jonathan for a long time, and I guess he was just writing music for that Queen of the Damned over I, there. I, mom, I was, I was writing music for a vampire movie. Yeah, okay, Alex. Okay. <laughs> it sounds great, Alex. Uh, songmeanings.com. Do you have any favorites on this one, Jenny? Um, 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 let's see here. You go first. All right. I like Queege, uh, Queege 19. This is a fairly recent one from March 12th, 2012. Wow. They said, and this has been upvoted twice. So this is a very popular comment. Twist it however you want to, motherfuckers, but know that it's all about cognitive dissonance, i.e. doing some shit that you can't help, but it rattles your brain and you feel the self-hate slash tension slash whatever the fuck because you should know better. It doesn't have to be an addiction. It doesn't have to be sex, drugs, alcohol, etc. Just stupid shit that we all do. To me, it's fucking a girl. Hence, attention and feeling the flesh, having feelings for her even though you shouldn't, and then finally self-destructiveness rearing its ugly head and fucking up what you really wanted. Maybe because subconsciously, you know it's bad, but being humans, we get pleasure out of it. Admit it! 
and the psyche takes over and influences you to throw all that away. Pick your poison, but we all have ways of unknowingly saving ourselves from inevitably bad situations. I mean, this can really be good or bad. Just saying. Well, my favorite is from Quiff Porn. (laughs) And it just says, it's about sex. Trust me. Winking smiley face. Oh, I know what this is about. I know it about. And and I'm going to give you a... It's a little bit of better Let it do with it <laughs> Trust me Did somebody order something funky? God damn it, Ken Oh, funky Ken is here Oh, no <laughs> Is this character? Oh, I'm Quiff Porn Oh, Jesus Oh, yeah? You're the one who subtly is letting us know mm. The song's about mm-hmm. sex I know what it's about. Mm. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, so well, who's your who's your cell carrier? Oh, Verizon. Oh, come with me while we play the next song. Oh, excuse me, I just tooted. <laughs> uh, this uh. is I'm gonna go away. <laughs> it's gonna go away. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's an interlude once again on drums. Jonathan Davis. It's not even funny. It's just a fact. I locked the door. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I swear, by the time we let uh, David back in, he'll all his frosted tips will have grown out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He just can't win. Yeah. Uh, up next is Wake Up. Hello. Funky Funky Ken I swear to God I'm not going to change providers I'm not going to change carriers Yeah baby Oh, you guys talked to Funky Ken yet? Uh, Yeah we fucking talked to him We do not like him Checked out my new iPhone X It's a nice camera though I like it you're going to get some really good shots of the bushes with that iPhone X one. Thanks, buddy. Wake the fuck up. Sheeple. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Everybody's up now. Peaks and valleys in this song for me. Yeah. I love Wake the Fuck Up, that stuff, but all like the little funky Ken stuff in the middle there. And then mm. the. I just like, I don't know. I I guess like I'm not. I, I think if I was like fully bought into this band, I'd probably be like, oh yeah, whatever. But I 
while I'm way, 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 way more on board with corn than I was when we started, um, that kind of shit still. But I do uh, the the wake the fuck up part is so good. Mm-hmm. Why are you toying with me? <laughs> Uh, Lauren, Matt, what do you think? Matt, why don't you go? I really like this one. Uh, I love the Wake the Fuck Up. Definite push pit. Uh, people are getting aggressive on this song. Yeah, I like that. Um, a little thrown off about the slowdown into the Funky Ken parts. Uh, I like that they're now the Funky Ken part. I hate oh, yeah. Funky Ken so much. <laughs> <laughs> that might be part of why, why oh, like I know. Funky Ken. Oh, I know. Okay, well. I'm, yeah, it's Funky Ken. I'm observant Lauren. I'm on it. <laughs> I got it. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, this is a smoothed out corn. This is corn making really solid. Would you say they've been shucked? Or <laughs> creamed? Sure. Oh, wow. Oh, my. Sorry. Um, it's okay. Sorry. I like the bendy atonal guitar work that's going on up top they are bending all seven strings mm-hmm. I, uh, that that one line all of us want to die i don't know why but it's like it doesn't feel i could see somebody being like oh that's like a real teen angsty sort of thing but for me it felt like more of like <laughs> i'm sorry matt just sat on a telephone <laughs> wow this is our life now okay yeah, yeah. We're just in this hotel room. <laughs> but it, it felt more like just this, like as an, a grown adult who like, you know, after a long day of bullshit, just be like, all of us want to die. Like, yeah, we've been there. We've been there. <laughs> we were just there. We were just there. In the parking in, lot of <laughs> Prince's Todd Chicken. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Um, and, uh, but also this song is uh, a song about the band. This oh, is the shit. Band. This is him saying to the band, Remember why we play for. Remember why we do this. Like, wake up. Don't get blinded by the fame and the money. It's about the music. It's about us. We're brothers. Brothers in arms. We're doing this shit. Songmeanings.com commenter, dead and breathing, said, to me, this song could be more about you and friends. You know you love them. Your brothers. All the shit that goes on and whatnot. You just want it to be good. Again, you want them to wake the fuck up and realize that what they are doing is hurting you. You need it to stop. You need them to realize. And this song is basically asking them to wake up, stop the fighting. You're explaining to them that even if stuff happens, you do anything for them. So you just have to learn to let things go. It's a good lesson. Great lesson. All right. Up next, you got another interlude called Am I Going Crazy? And that goes right into Hey Daddy. This is, I believe, uh, David on drums. And also, apparently, this is the song being played forward and backwards at the exact same time. So we're hearing it in reverse underneath it going normal direction a song goes. Forward. (laughs) Forward. I don't know why I didn't have that word ready to go. All right. And now we're listening to Hey Daddy. Oh, God damn it. God fucking damn it. Oh, hello? Oh, funky did somebody order something funky? 
Funky Ken, I swear to God, I can't wait to leave your body here in Nashville. Just give me a SIM card. I'll make it real easy for you. Jenny, thoughts on Hey Daddy? I want you to guess how I feel about this song. Um, I have a feeling that we're going to follow a similar theme that you weren't into the funky stuff. Yep. You weren't really much into those verses. No. But that chorus came in and you were like, all right. I like the chorus. You got it. I did it. I don't have a prize for you. Oh, other than you did it. <laughs> Thank you. That's That's all I need. What did you think? Um, the drop into the chorus rules and I kind of like the swing in the verses cause it's kind of fun and playful for corn, like for corn, you know, and, uh, there's a weird vocal filter at 220. That's a uh, different thing that they tried. I honestly, this was one of the, uh, ones that when it came on, I was like, oh, this would, I think I never really acknowledged how much I like really like this song. Like I'm this is a, this is a pretty good crusher. Matt Nas. I don't think it'll come as a surprise. I didn't enjoy this one as much. I, I thought the chorus was good on it, um, but kind of left me a little cold. Uh, yep, that's it. That's it. Songmeanings.com has, um, I, I just want to say, they really came through on this album. They're oh, showing up. 46 comments. Do you have any favorites, Jenny? Nope. Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> Commenter Slayer1578 uh, has actually a quote from Jonathan Davis once again saying, Hey, Daddy, uh, where I was schizophrenic and there were these voices telling me to do shit, to kill myself, basically. Daddy is one of my nicknames, so it's like I'm talking to myself the whole time. It's hard to explain. <laughs> I think Jonathan he nailed it. Davis. I think he nailed it. I, I got it. I got it. Um, What do we got next? Somebody, someone.
Matt has raised his metal fingers to the sky. This, I believe they played live when we saw them last. They did. It fucking crushes. It crushes. I will go first because I <laughs> liked that one. And hey! I started talking before you could, Lauren. Day, day. Take, take the opportunities when they're given. That uh, Here's what I've noticed over the years with Korn. Their, ingre- their aggression in their songs goes very deeply internal that it's kind of like Jonathan lost it in, him- in himself or radically external where he's talking about the pain in the world. And it's rare that they're able to balance the two incredibly well. And I feel like this is one of the first ones on this record Obviously, I, I really love Make Me Bad, but I wouldn't say that it has the same impact vocally and lyrically that this song does. Or Falling Away, falling from, away me, from Me. Falling Away From Me, yeah. Or Falling Away From Me does. Um, this song really, really works for me and is the truest corn song that I've heard on the record. Um, which is a weird thing to say because it's a full corn record, but like, I think this is everything that they do incredibly well. It's still not my favorite song on the record, but yeah, this one really works. All right. Jenny? Uh, yeah, I really like this song. I uh, I remember hearing this like when it came out and not liking it, but uh, listening to it back this time, I was like, oh, okay, I like it. I do... I'm I almost get lost in the little ha <laughs> like stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I just... I don't know. But... I can imagine seeing it live, like how people would just be right on board for it. It's that thing that I kind of know. Jonathan Davis is kind of a goof. Like he, oh, is, he, uh, yeah, he's a what you see is what you get kind of guy. He is that guy. Like he plays bagpipes, legit. Like he's very transparent in who he is. Mm. But it's like in a you're gonna play bagpipes in this and he's like yeah that's what we're gonna do i mean yeah i mean we haven't talked about it in a while but i mean the bitch oh that's right the bitch the bitch that was i believe in full effect at the sick and toasted tour and obviously was in full effect when we saw him last uh, year and uh yeah uh, this song to me i this was the third single, and I remember at the time being surprised that it was this was the choice. It wasn't wouldn't have been my pick. I think I would have picked honestly something like trash. It's certainly like you know it crushes live, and also the guitar melody on the verses feels ingrained into my person. Like I was just like, oh, I think about this melody all the time, all the time. Like I did I, when listening to the song for the album for the show, I was like. Oh, I, I I think of this song all the time. That's insane. Um, but yeah. Um, and it's got like a really cool drop at 255 where he's like, I'm dying into this big drop. Yeah, it's got... Uh, it It more than gets the job done. So um, do you have any favorite comments on songmeetings.com? Um, this one... There was one that I liked. There's one that... It's on its own isn't funny, but when you think about the name of the commenter, it becomes very funny to me. Let me see if I can guess which one it is. Uh, 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 
it as i think i know uh <laughs> is it music my religion no not that one okay well this one i okay. love okay uh commenter music my religion says i like this song <laughs> My favorite is from commenter Lord Elfstone. Oh my God. So, with that name in mind, listen to this comment. Ah, one of my favorites. <laughs> the contrast of the chorus followed by the shouting has much of an effect on me. I'm sorry, I read that with the ob top, Lord Elfstone. This commenter is two feet tall, lives in a tree, and wears a fedora, and is. A little elf. Yes. And probably says that in more of a high-pitched voice. Little elf, big corn fan. Big corn fan. Boom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Up next is No Way. If there's something called the corn cord, those are the corn cords. Yep. (laughs) Oh, 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 no. It passed. Lauren was waiting for Funky Ken to show up. (laughs) But to swing this microphone stand. Jenny, thoughts on No Way? Uh, I like this one. It makes sense to me that it's toward the back, the back half. Um, it's very much like, it feels like uh, paint by numbers corn, you know? It's a little familiar. It's like, you like corn? You want like a corn song without listening to a corn song? Like, or, you know, but not like A-level corn, B-level corn. Not bad corn. No. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel about this one. Like, I like it. It's definitely a corn song. Makes sense where it is. Mm-hmm. I think the same. Yeah, it's got a good chorus. The production is sharp as it's been throughout. Um, I think this theme has been kind of covered on previous songs. So, but it's still good. But yeah, it makes sense as a late in the album uh, song. Anything extra, Matt Nas? You covered most of it, and we talked about the corn chord. Like that sound is specifically corn yeah you create that sound i don't know if you guys know this um you create that sound by using a guitar that has seven strings on it a seven string dueling guitar style that was invented by corn invented by corn yes two two guitarists um head and monkey uh have both have seven string guitars um they both play uh at nearly the same time or sometimes the same time um well one is playing very rhythmically right yeah and the other one is playing a lead guitar leaderly yeah very like a leader he's like he's like pay attention to where i'm going with this follow follow me the leader which is brian head welch yeah yes 
I was never really. Is, is Brian the, the lead guitarist? He is the lead oh, guitarist. Oh, man. I'm glad that we figured this out on the fourth album. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get. What am I talking about? The next Let's song. get it started. Let's get it started. <laughs> is this a Black Eyed Peas podcast? Yeah. It's called Pee Pee. <laughs> Pee Pee Talk. You're going to get me kicked out of this hotel room floor. <laughs> Uh, no, you didn't let room service come and make down your room. You got a threatening letter. I did. I got a very menacing letter that said, well, we'd like to clean your room, but you had the do not disturb sign up. So I guess I can't do my job. Uh, okay. Up uh, next is let's get this party started. Let's get this party started. Uh, quoting you, hot chorus. Mm-hmm. What'd you guys think? I'm going to go to my notes. Rumbles and clicks. <laughs> we got some rumbles and clicks going on, which uh, this album really hasn't had a ton of. It's been uh, a little more clear. Yeah. Um, but we get a little of that rumble and click. Uh, I always like to be reminded of that uh, the corn can still make those uh, weird noises. The drums on this album. Regardless of who is playing them, mm-hmm. Jonathan or beautiful David and his frosted tips. Sounds amazing. Sounds yeah. amazing, the drum production on this album. Um, and this, uh, this feels like a super-powered version of a song on the first two albums. Yeah. Like, it's like, this is a lot of this, the rumbles and clicks, is, but it's like, it's like, no, no, no. Like, we figured it out. Like, like part of me is almost like, what if, and you know what? And I don't want to. I don't want to be sacrilegious here. But what if Brendan had produced those first two records? There would be a lot fewer things thrown at the band. This is true. That's my only. That's the only difference. Yeah. Would we have gotten? Would they have gotten here faster with someone like Brendan, or would? the first album be a lot more accessible if it was by Brendan. I guess the one thing is that it would not have been as raw, raw, and it wouldn't have been as, um, I mean, memorable for good or for bad. You know what I mean? I don't think, I don't think Brendan gives you daddy. He gives you, Hey daddy, (laughs) but he didn't give you daddy. No way does he do that. 
That's Ross punching you in a booth. That's right. I'm going to punch you in the spine if you don't do this right. Do you have any favorite comments in songmeanings.com, Jenny? No, not for this one. I have one. It's from Wyverns. Oh, man. I love this song. I'll be honest. I don't give a shit what the meaning of the song is. It's just a good song. Perfect fight music. There we go. Who is fighting to this song? I feel like it's not fast enough. Unless you're like, these rumbles and clicks make it's, me want to fuck somebody. It's for grappling. Yeah, it's a real grappling song. Oh, it's a grappler. I'm, think, I'm thinking fisticuffs. It's a grappler. All right. It's a grappler. So this is like a fight in the street, two dudes just like, yeah. you're like, are they going to kiss or are they fighting? That type? Uh, they're grappling. They're grappling. <laughs> oh, oh. They're, they're grappling. Oh, that's a grappler. <laughs> hey, hey, what are those two guys doing in front of the house? Grappling. <laughs> Oh, they're grappling out there. Oh, boy, they are grappling. All right, well, just, I don't know, I'm grappling them up, petunias. Oh, they're going to grapple in your petunias. I don't even know. Oh, what's now it's happen. becoming more like Buffalo Bill. Like, <laughs> I'd fuck me. I'd grapple me. I'd grapple me. Put on, hey, daddy. I wonder I if, I wonder if uh, Buffalo Bill has a corn story. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy how respectful of our time is this record uh this record comes in at 53 minutes and 16 seconds so that's a long boy i would yeah, say it's a long boy with a lot of interludes 16 songs yep mm-hmm. huh. huh what do we think uh let's hear what's next it's wish you could be me this is another interlude it goes into counting we need to hear the whole thing Fine. Fine. Jenny and I locked eyes when I said that. <laughs> Whatever. I am going insane. The shit is out of a pain. Jonathan on drums. I'm going to maintain as the shit goes at my brain. I wish you could be me. And then as you would see how tired I am and how she get the best of me. At least you could look at me while you are raping me. You are taking my life and selling it to me. Why should I complain? At least it helps my pain. I am very cool now and it's nice to wrap my pain. We're listening to the whole thing because there's a song in his comment that I think could only be properly addressed if we listen to the whole song. song uh i hate it i'm glad that he got it out like i i'm glad that he expressed his feelings i hate that song uh what did you think i like the you fucking pussy part i always like that part because it's like it ramps up and then you go into the next song but i remember always thinking it was like a weird one commenter the power lounge this has got to be the absolute worst corn song in existence. <laughs> wow. The Power Lounge is pulling no punches. No punches. Hot. Don't grapple with them. Hot take. Matt Nas, you've heard, you've heard four albums worth of corn songs at this point. Yes, I have. What do you think? I don't know if it's the worst corn song. It's a bad song. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's on the lower level, but you're not ready to give it. You're not ready to give it the gold. 
Yeah, I'm not willing to to pin the prize on it. Um, I don't. Again, his we're kind of returning to that nursery rhyme style that we saw mm-hmm. oh, on the yeah. first record. Um, but again, it's about horrible, horrible things that have befallen him in his life. I'm with you, Jenny. It just doesn't work for me. It's it's. I don't like that song. Yeah. All right. Up next, we've got Counting. for you yeah the chug chug is in full effect yeah i like this song a lot yeah it's uh it's a great late in the album like pick me up mm-hmm. like you know and, and, and it's got that that chug came out i was like yeah there we go i almost feel like they might have been able to trim maybe an interstitial or two or three oh, and <laughs> Make the record a little tighter and move this up a little bit because I needed this. I needed this a little bit earlier, but I understand exactly what you said, Lauren. Like, this is the second to last track on the album. I don't know what the last track is. If I know Corn, it's probably got hidden tracks in it. Sort of. So, so we're in for a ride. Um, so, this is like the last true full song. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, this is no, there's the, the, the next song is a full song. Okay. So, Cool. Uh, we're playing this so close to the vest on what the last song is. Um, but yeah, uh, I like this one. There was an interesting, I, I don't have the review in front of me, but I read a couple and there was, I believe it was either the Rolling Stone or the New York Times review for this album that kind of um, positioned the lyrical content of this album as a negative in that in the past, Jonathan Davis was speaking about things uh, much more explicitly. Um, and much more personally and much more tragically in regards to abuse he has experienced, abuse other people have experienced, and that this uh, uh, album is largely about fame. It's dealing with you know, the band having problems and drama together, and the song's about the music industry, and you're just counting the money, mm-hmm. and that he's like, is the audience going to follow them through basically the classic, like, now we've made it big and we're, oh, woe is me. Yeah. And I think that's a valid critique, but I feel like this is this is still a connective album. This is still, I think, a large. It was a very successful album uh, because Jonathan Davis is still coming from a one hundred percent authentic place. Yeah, I could definitely see that. 
Oh, that definitely didn't come from the Robert Kreisgau review. Oh, what did Robert Kreisgau give it? <laughs> a Matt, bomb. Matt. Oh, <laughs> shit, sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, the last song on the album is called Darity. Yeah, baby. Prowler. Prowler. Yep. I'm in the bushes for sure on this one. I'm slithering like a snake. Also, this T-Mobile is great. I see this song still has like almost seven minutes to go. So am I going somewhere? If you want to go, uh, well, I only have a part put set up at 225. You get to the dirty little fuck part. Um, but basically it ends with about four minutes of snow. So if you go like five minutes in, you'll just hear what it is. All right. Do you want the dirty little fuck part? Mm, <laughs> what a question. What a question. What a question that would only be posed. On the Roach Coach podcast. You want the dirty little fuck pipe? <laughs> Trust me, it's about sex. <laughs> oh, shit. There, there Is it go. queef porn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, me. <laughs> Trust me, it's about sex. <laughs> Play the dirty little fuck pipe. I'm a baby now. Yeah, yeah, oh, like, my God. Is your dirty soil? Yeah. I'm Benjamin Buttoning. Dirty, dirty. My dirty diaper. My diaper's dirty. <laughs> I pee-peed. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's too bad. <laughs> we gotta stop hey, Funky up. Dan, why don't you try to sell that baby a new fucking phone? It's Funky Ken. Funky Ken. I don't fucking know these characters' names. He's my biological uncle. This sounds about right. <laughs> my biological <laughs> uncle. Hey, did somebody order something funky? Oh no! Oh man! This hot chicken. <laughs> this hot chicken. We had to turn the AC off in the hotel room. Oh, so we, we are. Didn't have any I'm sound. so fucking. Hot. Oh man! All right. Cannon talk. Okay. <laughs> I do want to mention before we do cannon talk. This is often. This often. This has long been my favorite corn song. Um, like I love it. I used to play it on my college radio station, not realizing the dirty little fuck part at the end. And mm. which was in violation of broadcast rules. And I was I had no idea. I thought he was saying dirty little fa because it never seemed like he was fully enunciated. Oh, it. yes. You yes. know, a common dirty thing. Little that, fa. Yeah, dirty little fa that everybody says. Yeah. Um, Jenny, your thoughts on dirty? I like it. Yeah. Oh, and John on drums. Um, they close the album out. And then, yeah, and then four minutes of snow that plays out to the end. And then, interestingly enough, Untouchables opens with distortion like snow. So it's like they went off into snow and then disappeared for a few years. Did Re- Queen of the Damned. Queen of the Damned. And came back. Yeah. All right. Do it again, Matt. Cannon talk. There we go. Uh, Jenny, we'll start with you. Uh, this is tough because I really did like this album, but 
I feel like if we put this whole thing in, somebody would have a heart attack. Uh, understandably, because there are some songs in here that just aren't great. Um, but it, this sort of falls into the thing where I'm like, oh, okay, I'd say probably uh, eight of these songs I'd put in. That seems like it's not like there are one or two songs. Right. So then it's like, why don't we just put the whole thing in? Yeah. So that's where I am, but I'm curious to hear what you two think. Um, I wrote, uh, this album is really good. It isn't a rehash of Follow the Leader or the first album. It's actually more focused, uh, but it isn't as fun as Follow the Leader. Fun, in quotation marks. Uh, That said, it takes you on the ride, and just before it can overstay its welcome, it ends. I say, put the whole thing in the canon. Matt? Zero problems with with putting the whole thing in the canon, where my head was... It didn't have any real pit activators, per se. Oh, wake up. Wake up, probably the the most. I think it has some of the best pop corn songs over Follow the Leader. Popcorn. Popcorn. It's in. Sorry. Yep. Popcorn. <laughs> Popcorn. Done. <laughs> my argument is now valid. <laughs> it's now it's popcorn. It's popcorn, baby. All right. Well, there you have it. Issues. Corn. Welcome to the canon. Cannot wait to hear your feedback, listeners. <laughs> I know. It is coming. We're going to spend some time staring into the, the dark abyss of our soul, preparing <laughs> for this to drop on that Wednesday. Uh, and uh, that does bring us to the end of this um, wild episode. That's right, man. Oh, man. Thank you all so much for listening. Keep on saying hello, tweeting, Facebook, Instagram. If you're on Reddit, cool. Say hey. Uh, email roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Find every episode of Roach Coach at roachcoach.com. Coach with a K. Until next time, Matt. No. Whoa. Oh, my God. Whoa. This room. Whoa. This Whoa. room. Nashville, Whoa. man. This room. We had the hot chicken. Hot got chicken. Hot chicken. You, we didn't even mention Joe Mandy, <laughs> semi-popular comedian, rolled in. He's to probably the, still fucking waiting. Still right? waiting for his chicken right now, I'm sure. And we, I saw him. I texted you guys who were waiting outside. Matt, you came in. You took the initiative. I, I chickened out. We got our food. And as we walked out, Matt, you walked up to him. What'd you say? Hey, Joe. Big fan. And he said, hey, thanks a lot. And I was like, have a great night. Left. Wow. That's how you do it. Then I walked in. Oh, what did you and do? And I was like, Joe Mandy, is that you? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, how fucking dare you? And then I licked his face. Oh, my God. In. And then I walked in and said, did somebody order something funky? And then I drove away, leaving you two behind. That's not true. We cape here to the bottom of your car. <laughs> Just me. It's about sex. Thanks, Queef Porn. Oh, man. Always check the bottom of your car because it might be De Niro or it might be fucking Queef Porn and Funky Ken, <laughs> which is worse. Yeah. All right. Until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt, thank you. Thank you. All right, bye. 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 I am watching the rise and